Feeling tired at the gaming table? Want to hear foul-mouthed jackasses poke fun at gaming companies when they screw up? Want an honest, street-level opinion from a team of gamers that call it like it is? Then Blunt Force Gamers may be the podcast for you. Listener discretion advised. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and gamers of all ages, it is us. And apparently I am... Gee, from Captain Planet today, because we're discussing <laughs> elementals, so water. <laughs> I'm sitting alongside uh, Heart and Fire, uh, I guess, because we're discussing elementals in your role-playing games, and we are back on Parlor. I have re-signed up, so if you guys want to contact us for any episodes, ideas, or just send us hate mail or love mail or anything in between, ludes. I do like me some green girls. <laughs> and not Orions. I'm not a Star Trek fan, but Orions are okay. Uh, so I'm sitting here along with my co-hosts. Kazakhan, the Lord Dragon. And... Darth Blasphemous, hail to the dark side. And this week we're the Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. This is never going to go anywhere. So... No. <laughs> We're doing a subcategory because technically elementals fall under the outsiders under the Pathfinder system, but elementals is such a big list. We just figured us uh, an episode on these guys is well worth it because we've all had people in our game groups who have an absolute raging hard on for elementals, either because they're game breaking or they're that druid or backstory reasons they fell in love with uh, a watery lady. Oh, I killed the river. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, and, you know, on the subject of outsiders, outsiders is a big enough category that technically all the demon stuff that we did a while back also fits under that category per Pathfinder. So, like, yeah. well, Pathfinder, breaking this much, one down makes a lot of sense. Pretty much any uh, fantasy setting elementals are going to be present. I mean, we are using Pathfinder as our core mechanic here to uh, disseminate from. However, we do move into other categories of gaming, and pretty much for any fantasy setting, or in some cases, sci-fi settings, elementals work just fine. Mm -hmm. Of course, in modern settings, not so much. They're, hit and miss. It depends on how, you're, on how you're presenting them. Well, that, and usually they're not playable in any way, shape, or form. They're usually like summons in like a, a, a modern game, if you will, or a sci-fi game. It's like, oh, I summon a lightning elemental thingy, you know, but you don't really see them like running around for more than a few turns. So yeah, we're just using Pathfinder to springboard from, but we're going to be talking generally, I believe Elementals is going to be more or less, this is going to be the medieval fantasy setting kind of discussion today. Yeah? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, you can make it between, anywhere between low and high magic they would fit in. It's just the rarity is going to change. And the power level. And the power level. If you're in a high magic campaign, like we talked about that Fae Siege engine a couple episodes back. Yeah. <laughs> And oh my god, I, I have gone deep into those things, and oh, they're great. <laughs> Sorry, dude, I'm getting a flashback to fucking House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Yeah, tiny fuck to stump. <laughs> you went way deep into that. You know, you went out with a can of couple, like, WD-40 and started just hammering away, and a little chipmunk bit you on the dick, you know? Tiny <laughs> fuck to stump. <laughs> 
But but still, uh, elementals and elemental magic are usually a thing. I mean, you think about it, you have your uh, decanter of endless water. You have your fireball because it always exists. Someone's gonna throw it. Dirt launcher in someone else's case. Yes, I did develop a dirt launcher. That was an elemental-based weapon because it was based off a of decanter of endless water. Just a little bit true. sideways. No, it was not sideways. Actually, the build is 100% legit. When you oh, no, look I... at the build for Decanter of Endless Water, the core spell is a water spell that taps into the element of infinite water. The elemental plane. The elemental plane of water. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm still just getting over the fact that I'm an Asian girl and... Now, you know, I'm finally hot and desirable. <laughs> Go planet. But no, it's, the, the core spell, though, is a water spell that draws from the plane of elemental water. All I did was just change the core spell to plane of elemental earth. And boom. Dirt launcher. Dirt oh, launcher. Oh, oh. And for those who are out there who are power gamers, you have just gotten the first seed planted on how to make... All infinite, sorts of crazy things. All sorts of crazy shit. Of course, you know, I'm looking at the screen right now and, you know, I see elemental magma. And yes, I did make a magma launcher, too. <laughs> and a flamethrower. And a flamethrower. Bee launcher? Uh, no, 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 you, you, the you had mused about that. The, you had mused about that. I had mused about that. That's uh, a play off of the bag of infinite friends thing, whatever. The, oh, bag of tricks. Yeah, the bag of tricks. That takes a little bit more backflipping action to get through. But as we've stated before, you can build a Veritech if you really wanted to. It exists. Figuring it out and using it is a whole other thing. Building a Veritech is super simple now that I've, I've got clued in. I mean, this is like something... Fuck, I was at Great Escape Games before they closed down. And somebody said, well, why don't you build it this way? You're looking at it, you know, as one giant machine. And I'm like... Huzzah! Adventure awaits. You're right. <laughs> a light bulb moment. It, yeah, it was a total light bulb moment and completely revolutionized every build that I made since then. <laughs> yeah, and you can totally make things like that work, especially well if you tap into elemental planes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Gain some sort of elemental allies. Like you want to make a trap, even having elementals that are summoned or just living there is a great way to do it. Well, and elementals change the complete dynamics of a dungeon and for a game master such as myself when I'm running a dungeon if I have the dungeon completely laid out and my theme is say we're doing like a Alcadim adventure old D&D players will understand this but if we're doing an Alcadim adventure and I decide the entire temple is going to be filled with fire elementals mm-hmm. you know different varying uh, varying strengths and varying and- strengths and whatnot yeah but it's the, the theme of the dungeon is going to be fire right? It's a trial by fire. (laughs) And four or five years later, I decided to run that dungeon again, but I've already run it as a fire dungeon. And maybe I got one or two players who might be clued in on, you know, that I'm going to be running a dungeon from the past. They already know what's going on. I switched that theme from fire to air, and it changes the complete dynamics of that dungeon. Everything. Everything gets changed now that I've changed the theme of that dungeon. So all the elementals I'm using where, you know, you have a lot of fire resist going on. Now you got air going on, so that's a lot of electricity. Plus, it completely changes the dynamics of what spells the wizard or cleric have to prepare beforehand, what kind of traps the uh, thief is going to encounter, what battle tactics the fighter is going to have to use to engage. Everything. It changes everything. So when you're recycling a dungeon, there's... 
especially if it's elemental based, there's nothing better than to go, well, fuck, uh, I've already done this as an ice dungeon. Screw it. I'm doing it as a mud dungeon. Well, I've, you know, and then there's the positive and negative energy stuff. You know, the yeah, holy the, realms, the negative realms. Fire, water, wood! <laughs> Sorry, you got me back in the 80s with that Captain Planet <laughs> shit, and there was a toy series out mm -hmm. where they had, like, these bug monsters, and it was a rock, paper, scissors game, and the funny part is, of course, <laughs> playing with the toy one time, you knew what they were, mm -hmm. but they had, uh, you would run your thumb over this little sticker on their chest and it would show off the symbol and fire beat wood wood beat water and water beat fire i just fire, watched water, a video on wood. those this morning <clears throat> yeah this is rock paper scissors and they all randomly had the different symbols on them yeah and of course elementals if you're doing crossovers like this and uh to bring myself up from the 80s to the 90s if you want to run a pokemon style dnd &D adventure Elementals. Because Pokemon essentially is Elemental Wars. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's just the fact that a lot of them have between two and three to Due play. Due to international copyright laws, it isn't. <laughs> I mean, that's a valid point. It's a reference to um, Austin Powers' gold member. And we are not... And like, as narcissus would do back in first season we're not associated with or sponsored by or in league with or any of the other bullshit with wizards of the coast and or pokemon and and or their subsidiaries please sponsor us pornhub <laughs> <laughs> oh that right there right there there is a monster i want to see All right, what i want to introduce this monster to our audience because holy shit just the name alone mm -hmm. I, I just look up the screen while you're scrolling, and I'm like, yes. Tell me. Flame spawned troll. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. This is a monster I think we should introduce to our audience just by name alone. <laughs> All right. Kaz, you want to set the stage here? So this hunched humanoid has a dark reddish hide and is swathed in fire. A blistering aura of heat emanates from its gangly form as it moves towards you. Real big shock there, right? It reminds me of an ape on fire. Hairless okay, so this fire. is a hairless ape on fire. Come back from uh, the elemental plane of fire to wreak vengeance upon humans. Dicks out for Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's where we're going with it. Hell yeah. So they are... This is, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, this is a CR6, so it is meant for a group of four players uh, to be an equal challenge at level six. Uh, but looking at this, it looks like it may be even worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh that my aura god. Aura alone. Well, the aura alone. Okay, so let's let's start off with that one. That's the elephant in the room. So go ahead, uh, there. All right. So it has a fiery aura. Anything within five feet, i.e., the squares nearest it, take one d8 fire damage, and to avoid it, it's a dc nine. Nineteen. 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 I'm guessing that's a reflex save. Uh, no, I, I think like it's gonna that. get further get mentioned further down. It'll we probably can, get mentioned. Or, we can uh, we can we can bring it up when it comes back. And for some reason, it has dark vision, even though it's on fire. <laughs> but it's, it's AC, probably from the troll blood. Uh, probably from the troll blood. Its AC is commendable at 19 for a CR6 creature. Again, this is for a group of four at level six as a equal challenge. So a 19 is for an armor class is not bad at all. Uh, it has regeneration 5, and instead of fire, it's got acid or cold, which negates the uh, regeneration of the troll. 
Uh, the same hit points as a troll normally has at 63. Excellent fortitude saves, decent reflex saves, crap will saves, plus a DR5. So it re the first five points of damage are right out the window, except in the case of magic. And immune to fire. Oh my god, if you disguised one of these as just a normal troll. Right? And, you know, it's also it got fire. stuff. So it has elemental traits. It does not need to eat or breathe, technically. Uh, it does. Yes, it, it is a outsider that's elemental, so it does not need to eat or breathe. You are correct. So you can even trying to drown it doesn't work. Well, that that also negates uh, some spells that reduce air. Or if you do the old, you know, throw it in a bag of holding trick and hope it goes away. <laughs> uh, you're nope. gonna have a very bad day. You're gonna Somewhere have a bad day. probably soon. Yes, uh, its attacks are pretty mediocre. Uh, two claw attacks at one d six plus seven. So. 9 to 19 points of damage as its range with with rend which is a valid which is a important thing to keep in mind that is true uh, so it's either got one bite attack at 1d8 plus 5 plus 1d8 fire that's actually pretty badass and the two claw attacks okay so plus 8 to hit 1d6 plus 5 okay so yeah special attack I was Jumping ahead. Yeah, it's got this. It's got the special. Okay, attack so red for yeah, actually, off. its melee offensive capabilities are pretty fucking brute. Oh yeah, this thing is one d eight fire on both of its attacks, and the two claws. That's one d eight fire per. Yes, it's 1D8. so that's one d six plus five plus one d six plus five plus two d eight of fire. So it's, yeah, so it's two d six plus ten. Well, one d six plus five slash one d six plus five plus two d eight plus fire. Yes, you are right. Uh, oh my I'm just exp I'm just trying to explain it simply because you know the math. Uh, it has great reach, of course, like a troll uh, takes up a space of ten feet, so four squares on the battle map, and then can reach out two extra squares in any direction. Which makes sense. Trolls are typically long, gangly, armed. Beasts. Well, yeah, they're giants. Yeah, and giants especially. So, yeah. so that makes this sense. Uh, this monster, uh, I would definitely recommend looking up if you want to scare the shit out of your players because they go into like a troll's nest and they fight, you know, the one d four trolls, and yeah. this badass pops out and it totally changes the game. Oh yeah, this <clears throat> turns a fight that is challenging and tough into oh my god, run for your goddamn lives. Oh, yeah. think of this thing used in a trap. So like it, it's a troll, right? You magically capture it inside a thing that keeps it from regenerating or going back to full size. Oh yeah. Trigger the trap. This thing rolls out of fucking nowhere. You couldn't track it. You couldn't smell it was there. A portable hole nailed to the ceiling. Basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a trapdoor fire troll. <laughs> oh my god, this thing is actually pretty fucking brute. Now, now let's let's go down a bit. So the the burning aura. Uh... Oh my god, it's even worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this thing is actually really fucking beastly on the aggression side. That's yeah. Trolls tend to be like they just rely on their regeneration yeah, more the fire, often than not. The fire makes it worse. Yes, honestly, because. Right there where it says the flame burns for 1d4 rounds. So if I hit you with that flame attack, you are still burning for another 1 to 4 rounds. And that can happen if you're standing within 5 feet of it. Yes. By standing within 5 feet of it. Not even doing anything. No, just, just stare at you and mean mug you. However, and you can set on yeah, fire. That does bring up a question, oh. though. <clears throat> if you are standing within the uh, burn aura... And the flame burns for 1d4 rounds, and yeah, it's standing there mean-mugging you. It also hits you. 
Does that mean, because it doesn't say anything there, do you take another 1d4 rounds of burning damage when you get hit by the melee attack? So, those hit by a flame spawn creature's natural attack must succeed a DC 19 reflex save or catch on fire. The flame burns for 1d4 rounds, but honestly, if you're re-upping it, you know, yeah. it's, if you're swiping at them every turn, it's not going to matter. Yeah, I mean, Your like... Your ass is on fire. Yeah, no, it's I'm natural attack. grapples you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just give him a level a month, call it a day. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, you can a burning creature can move take their move action to put themselves out, which that's pretty standard, but at the same token, having to do that in the middle of combat is not fun. Uh especially, you know, when you're dealing with large angry thing that's got an intelligence of six. You know. Because you can totally still be Because <laughs> it's smart enough to realize that you have to die. You annoy yeah. me. Fuck yeah. you. And look, it's solitary or in gangs of two to four. <laughs> yeah, solitary or yeah, because I like. Can you imagine mixing this out one up with a normal troll? You have a normal troll and then one of these standing side by side doing tag team shit on the group. That would be brutal. Yeah, and the other thing is like they would easily, easily take the like, alpha. I'm gonna dick fingers that, but like they would take the alpha of a of a gang of trolls. They're bigger, they're stronger, and they're nastier. Only by slightly, but they are. Only because their natural abilities allow them to beat the shit out of the other trolls and put them in submission. Yeah, like the fact that they're on fire means that oh, I can hit you, and it stays bad. Mm -hmm. You can hit me, and it doesn't. Yeah, like this I'm would, gonna win this fight. That, it's gonna take a while, but I'm gonna win this fight. Yeah, you could totally do a gang of four trolls and have three of them be normal trolls, and this one be the alpha, because yeah, it would beat the other ones into submission. It, this is a brutal monster. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just make a couple of quick notes here. A, f a typical adult flame spawn troll stands nine foot tall and weighs 500 pounds. Seems light actually, because like a nine a nine foot tiger is somewhere closer to a thousand. They're, it says right there, they're gangly. That's true. They're gang. They're they're mostly like skinny and shit. You know, they burn a lot of calories. <laughs> There's also a flavor text thing here. Flame tro spawn trolls have no fear of death. They launch themselves into combat without hesitation, flailing wildly at the closest opponent. When it, even when attacked, when confronted with cold, which you know is badness for them. They still, like, fuck that, I'm, I'm pissed off at you now. Ha, they don't fear the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> it's the common cold, send in the troll. <laughs> yeah, I know, we're shadow banned, I can get away with it. <laughs> Not like that's news anymore for Not us. like that's news anymore for us. We're shadow banned, probably, most likely, so yeah, we can make jokes about the common cold. What are you going to do, shadow ban us twice? <laughs> You've already been exiled, what are you going to do, exile me harder? Exile me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Since we're on the topic, I think I saw one further down. It was, uh, Thukoa. Thukoa? Yeah, it's the fourth from the bottom there. Ah, uh, Thakwa. So you want to read the Thakwa to people. I know what this is, and I hate it. <laughs> this creature's thick, serpentine body is protected by dense... Horny plates, yes, yes, get your furs out there now. Yes, 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 we know. It's a giant hot dick. Um, he's going to look up a picture of it, and I just, I told you, it's a giant hot dick. You, you look up the picture. A uh, visible haze of heat. Basically, uh, if you've seen, like, Riddick 
Chronicles of Riddick. It's like the dog thing, but as a serpent. See? Hot dick. He had to look up the picture. So for those who are not familiar with the Thakawa, basically it's a graboid with a... A graboid molten. It's a molten graboid with a... It's been circumcised. (laughs) That's the only way I can put it in a... um, Polite. Polite (laughs) way. Yeah. It's a circumcised hot cock. Basically, it's a Mongolian death worm. A lid on fire. Oh, hello, Mongolians. <laughs> Welcome to my shitty walk. So, just to, you know, now that we're now that we're making fun of it, it's it's a CR2 monster on its own. They're not super threatening to moderate and high-level parties, but I'm sure that more than once, more than once... If you start stacking them up, they can probably get nasty. And, of course... Just like a graboid, it has tremor sense and burrow. Yay! And it also has an aura. <laughs> molten body. Molten. It's Moltar. <clears throat> I mean, CR two with an AC fifteen is respectable, but not game breaking. It's manageable. Immune to fire, real shock there. Although Holy shit! It's got an acrobatics of plus seven. What? Yeah. Oh, you know what? It's, okay. I, I, yeah, you, you know what? You take this thing, slap it at Leotard, it's probably going to win a gold medal or two. Yeah? <laughs> See a giant graboid worm doing backflips on a fucking uh, bucking bar, or whatever the fuck they call those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Now representing Best Korea. <laughs> <laughs> whoosh, 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 whoosh. The fire dick takes the gold. <laughs> it's signature move, the helicopter. <laughs> So it's got a, a move speed of 30 above and a burrow of 20. Uh, melee slam, 1d6 plus 1 burn with a plus 4 to hit. Real big shock there. Special attacks burn for 1d6 and a dc13. It's a, it's it's lesser, but it's it can be frustrating if you're not dealing well with it. However, however, the Thoko does have one redeeming quality, especially when you got a group... Uh, where the spellcaster makes a lot of touch attacks, and you have at least one monk, maybe two, because, you know, that happens in some groups. <laughs> or, you know, of course, since it's CR2, nobody really has magical shit yet. And, you know, or you got the druid, who's wearing a lot of wood. Because if you go down the molten body and read the first paragraph, it ruins parties who like to get up and close and personal. Athakwa's body is hot enough to melt stone. Anyone striking Athakwa with a natural weapon or unarmed strike takes 1d6 points of fire damage. A creature that grapples or is grappled by one takes 3d6. Each round, the grapple persists. A creature that strikes with a manufactured can attempt a, a save at DC 13 reflex to pull the weapon away quickly enough to avoid having the weapon take 1d6 points of fire damage. Damage caused to the weapon in this manner is not halved as normal for damage caused to items and ignores the first five points of hardness. When this thing is melting rock, you, th- you really think your your fancy little iron sword is going to do much better? Well, your wooden spear... You're right, your wooden... <laughs> Screw you, Mr. Druid. <laughs> Screw your monk grapple monkey. Um, as a result, most metal weapons can generally safely strike without taking much damage, but wooden weapons have a significant chance of burning away if used against one. The, their save DC is based on their con- the creature's constitution. 
Yep. So, uh, as far as using this in your group, if you have a bunch of people who like to get up close and personal, the Thakwa will make them go, well, maybe we need more uh, diverse tactics. Yeah. It's... This is a make your players rethink things. Monster. Well, it, it's like when everyone builds a grapple or up close and personal fighter or something. You Biggest rip thing out like I've two done of these bastards. You go in with a flying creature or an incorporeal that they can't do shit to. Yeah, and only those with like magic or weapons swarm. in range. Or a swarm. Yeah, swarm but can also be pretty nasty for in grapplers. In my groups, there's always, and it's usually the females. Nothing wrong with it. But they go, ah, pretty fireball. <laughs> yeah, we know several folk like that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. The the, the overkill fact wombs. Mm-hmm. But but still, it's a thing of the the swarms are good. But when you have someone who's like fireball, 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 I didn't ask how big the room was. I said fireball. Then yeah. you need to let them know and understand. Yeah, yeah especially and, because. <laughs> This is a fire elemental creature. It lives on the plane of fire. Anywhere. Um, yeah, and actually, you know, like, if you're doing... Because we've done two in a row now. If you're doing... And fire is one of the more popular elements to go with in mm. your fantasy setting. Because fire's pretty. Fire's <laughs> pretty. But at the same time, again, as a GM, if I'm looking to balance this stuff out, and one thing players hate, and I hate when I do play... Mm, is this, if I was to walk into this dungeon and I'm getting ready with locked and loaded with my fucking fireballs and flaming spray and flaming cum jet cannon, whatever I happen to build that the GM lets me get away with, <laughs> this dungeon would negate me. Mm -hmm. Like, well, my character just got turned completely that, off for this whole that's thing. That's sort of the thing about building a completely one note. That's why I enjoyed the shit out of being an occultist because I was... I was a, a psychic bard, basically, of elemental power. I could change it. Oh, fire's not working on this? Let's try acid. That didn't work? Let's try lightning. Oh, let's try uh, cold. I could change the spells at will. But a lot of people niche themselves into one note. And it's usually the same note. And then when you're in a place where you're not useful, like being an electricity wizard... And you're in an underwater dungeon all of a sudden. It sucks. <laughs> I would have to say sky dungeon. Sky dungeon. Yeah, if you're fighting like cloud giants and shit with electricity resist, because water and lightning, they're buddy buddy. I'm talking about one where you have a magic item that allows you to breathe underwater. Ah, okay. Like submerged dungeon. Like a submerged like link to the past dungeon. Okay, okay, fair enough. I'm gonna okay, because I'm just thinking electricity. Is a lot of fun when you have water that has a lot of pollutants and contaminants in it. Now, if you're fighting in a dungeon where it's all distilled water, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. But so if you're fighting in like an alchemist's lower laboratory of heavy water, yeah, that, or um, then you're dangerous. Or depending on the region of the primal plane of water. Yeah, because that's uh, that's bringing real life science into it. But yeah. A dungeon full of distilled water, your lightning mage is like, yes, I'm going to be a god. And you're like, nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the purest of pure water. This is the purest water you can try, dude. It, it, you're, you Have fun with that. Barely conductive. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things. And I think, are we are we good with this one? Or yeah, no? I think we're good. Yeah, we're good with this one. Okay. Like, well, I saw I'm the name and I'm just like, what the hell is that? Because, um... Uh, the, the other thing I can say about the Thakwa as a creature to introduce a elemental dungeon to your players is it shows 
mm-hmm. uh, from its base abilities because it's got burrow. It has the uh, ability to grapple opponents. It cannot be tripped. It has enough abilities to it that even for a low-level group, throwing one of those at your players will make them think about uh, tactics and strategy if that's your goal. Yeah, and especially with how you play it. like Depending on how ag- aggressively smart... I don't know how what their intelligence score was. I didn't really pay attention it to it. It was less than a troll. Okay. If they're being controlled by something that is giving them directions and playing them smartly, pop, snap, down. Pop, snap, down. Yeah, they're <laughs> essentially that's what they are. They're flaming graboids. Or you could totally set them up where they end up being like flaming arrows. There's all these holes all around, and they come, whoop, attack, and whoop. Oh, and I keep mentioning Graboids, and I guess I should explain for some people who don't know what Graboids are, but by now that should be pretty rare. Watch the movie Tremors with Kevin Bacon. I know, I know, Kevin Bacon, we all hate him. The guy produces nothing awesome anymore. And you know what, Kevin, if you're out there, fight me, bro. But (laughs) uh, watch Tremors, it's a great movie. It's got Kevin Bacon in it, I'm sorry about that, but you also get to see uh, Egg Shan get killed because Kevin Bacon doesn't fix a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about this one. Air Elemental. Air Ooh. Elemental! It's a large Air Elemental, so CR5. I was going to talk about a Mud Elemental, but... Alright, so we've got the Breaking CR Wind. <laughs> so yeah, we're on a fart in the night. A fart in the night. A CR5. Uh, mind, Pez? This cloud-like creature has dark hollows reminiscent of eyes and a mouth and howling wind that whips... It into ominous shapes, which any anything like tornado-looking motherfuckers to fluffy cloud to damn near impossible to see. All of them fit that description fairly easily. Air elementals are spooky. For anyone who's studied what clouds and all that can do, yeah, this will be a lot of fun. I'm very excited about this. CR5, large air elemental. Um, outsider air elemental extra planar dark vision 60 feet perception plus 11 uh, inish of plus 11 <laughs> I mean it's it's a ridiculously dexterous creature that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of it's whole kit and caboodle AC 21 touch 17 uh, uh, flat footed 13 yeah, it's, it's, you can hit it it's going to be hard to hit it but you can and carrying continue, it has DR5 not. So it ignores the first five points of damage from everything. Yep. Uh, 68 HP on the average. I always max out the X, or the uh, HP on my creatures fighting my players because they like a challenge and to think they're hot shit. Well, that would give it 104 hit points. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. At max. Yep. <laughs> perfect. So fly speed at 100 with perfect maneuverability. Real shock. Mm-hmm. An air elemental is not going to give one solitary fuck if there's a turning radius. Stop on the hair, the hair of a pin. Full 90, full 360, who cares? Air elementals are the ones dancing on the heads of pins. And it's about as smart as a fifth grader. <laughs> <laughs> with knowledge planes plus five. Oh, yeah. I mean, it knows about its home. It has Escape Artist plus 15. Uh, Yeah. 
It's like a fart. It's going to get out one way or another. <laughs> now these, these are actually like really fun ones, you know. Uh, the throw-in is a random, like earlier, mm. like I mentioned, Fire Dungeon. Does that have like one aerial elemental running around? You just feel a breeze, and there's a chance. Well, as we all know, you got to fan the flames, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you get a good campfire, bushcraft here, but you know, air and fire, air and fire work really happily together. Oh yeah, they work really well together, especially if this thing was to use its special attack near fire elementals who want to get in on the group, which <laughs> is the whirlwind attack. And we've all seen fire tornadoes, which has a radius of ten to forty feet. <laughs> yeah, it's. And it has a reach of 10, so basically the four squares it occupies up to eight squares away in every direction when it does its whirlwind attack, gets caught up in the whirlwind, and then you can just eject them towards like the fire monster elemental or the magma pool. Or, or if they're if the flame elementals are wor used to working in tandem, they just shoot a gout of flame and all of a sudden it's a fire tornado too. Exactly. Or if you get a shark elemental... <laughs> yeah, I can see where you're going with that. Yep. Uh, well, even then, you think about it. If you're fighting one of these, where's the most common place you think you'd find it? You can find one anywhere. They exist anywhere. I they can be found anywhere. For my own game's uh, thing, would have them be at mountaintops. Mountaintops make a lot of sense. On the moon. <laughs> yeah, that would fucking people. Yep, also, that's worth the point. mentioning, flyby attack. Swoop, bash, fwee. No, no, this is the kind of thing that I would do, maybe, you know, just to mess with my players a little bit, is have some crazy uh, doom guy, you know, standing over the side, the world will end or whatever, the players walk through the village, he goes, there's air on the moon. Everybody's going to be like, oh, this guy's crazy. He's like, no, there's air on the moon, listen to me. Don't go to the moon, there's air up there. And then they get up there and boom, air elementals. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out the crazy old man was right. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Points for partial credit. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, I mean, and yeah, these can be anywhere, but I mean, I highly doubt you'd find an air elemental like this in an underground dungeon. It depends on if it was bound there. Mm-hmm. If it was bound there, absolutely. If it would, if it was just in the wild wandering about, it probably is going to go down there. Actually, underground, it would be really awesome. It would be uh, terrifying. Throw it you would, in a wall, it would be terrifying, traps. but again, this is a, a drawing on my own personal experience, because we have a cave, or when I was living in Oregon, we had a cave nearby called Wind Cave. Uh-huh. And you get down in there about a mile and a half into that cave, turn off all of your lanterns, turn off all of your flashlights, and just sit on the rocks... And then you understand why the cave got its name, because it's so damn spacious inside. It's like sitting in the middle of a football field that just keeps going and going and going. You can actually feel a small breeze going through. So finding one of these things in a cave like that, you're like, oh yeah, if you go into this cave, you'll hear the wind. And, you know, people... Because the thing about Wind Cave for real is it sounds like there's wind. It's just a, a trick of the noise. But to have an actual wind elemental down there is like, oh yeah, it's just a trick of the cave. It's so spacious. Nope. Bam. Roll initiative. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, imagine and the fight where you're in like a big, I don't know, like hundred foot by hundred foot, just round room, and it's checkerboard patterned, right? And it just swoops you up and throws you. And when you land, there's a chance you might trigger a trap. <laughs> yeah. This there's like super rogues who'd be like, I get a chance to. To uh, defuse the trap. This would be like one of those More like, power cases to you, but... where um, 
if you had an elementalist wizard and the group is actually heading towards the elemental wizard's uh, domicile, domicile, domain, home, residence, uh, refuge, residence, zone, uh, autonomous zone, whatever. <laughs> Uh, to combine this with a water elemental would be like super scary on a um, shipboard mm -hmm. encounter. Oh yeah, because you'd have the air elemental knocking people off the boat with its slam attacks, and then the water elemental waiting till they get in the water to do its other shit. Yeah, and you know as well, depending on if you've got a big enough or a group of water elementals, they can just shove the boat, tip the whole damn thing. Yep. Now let's take a quick look at water elementals. Okay, well, they're wet. <laughs> but if they had a particle elemental and a water elemental fighting, would the particle elemental get wet or would the water elemental get the particle? Hmm. We leave it to the listeners. That's right. <laughs> Find us an answer. I've been listening to way too much Nerdcore this week. Particle man. Oh particle man. Particle so man. water elementals. Well, a large is a CR five. Uh, same sixty eight. We're just gonna keep them on the large. Uh, the large same category. The same size. Mm. Same size category here, and roughly the same challenge. So upper. So it's a CR five. Yeah, uh, it's lower mid tier. Right. But look, look at this special attacks: drench, uh, vortex, water mastery. Let's see Go that. planet, drench. Elemental Touch puts out non-magical flames of large size or smaller and can dispel magical fire as a dispel magic with it with its caster level equal to its hit dice. Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, eight of them. It's not insignificant. Uh, Vortex works pretty much like the Whirlwind. Only pulls things in. Can but only can only form underwater and cannot leave the water. Okay, yeah, it makes more sense though, because like yeah. well, those right. are those it's are the water version of vortex. Yeah. Well, then or, it just yeah, becomes a drowning machine because it just keeps sucking them down in the middle of the vortex, and you know keeping them under water. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. To I do. see what you did there. <laughs> water. 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 <laughs> Still. But, yeah, you get elementals working together. I uh, go look once more at. Mud. Mud. Mud elementals. Yep, same sort of challenge. Same sort of head. CR5. Animate pile of mud seems barely able to maintain its semblance of a humanoid form made from dripping sludge. Actually, they might want to change the wording on that one because sludge is not mud. No. <laughs> no. It's very different subject. But it gives you an idea of the viscosity of what it's made of. True. However, this is the the mud elemental I'm in contention about right now because I mean mm. it looks really cool. I mean it's got tremor sense like a earth elemental would. It's got dark vision. It's part uh, water elemental as well because this is basically a quasi elemental creature. Mm. It has entrapment as a special attack. It's basically water elemental on the land. It's got earth glide, swimming, and burrow. Elemental traits, of course, an immunity acid. The same damage resistance a uh, water elemental has, which is five slash everything. 
Great hit points, decent AC at 17 for a CR5. It's immune to acid? <clears throat> immune to acid, which is uh, a, a earth elemental trait, usually. Yeah, acid is typically but with earth. Also, look at the feats it has. Cleave, greater cleave, greater bull rush, improved bull rush, power attack. The, the thing, though, is... Uh, what, what leaves me in contention about this creature, though, is I only would want to release it on, like, a group of elves in bikinis. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like against bikini elves, this monster would be fucking awesome. I'd be rolling in so many gold coins. <laughs> you know, I'd have Bambi, Trish, and Tiffany over there, like wrestling each other, trying to get a hold of the mud elemental. God, I'd make so much money. All I need is a few bars to play some music and uh, keep the lights low. Mm -hmm. I'm set. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I oh think wow! It takes one d three rounds so of can immersion be, water can to wash away the entrapment mm -hmm. of this thing. So you know, if it sucks you in and just dries up, which it's capable of doing, now you're stuck in the middle of dirt. And if anyone who's ever like gotten there, you know, up to the knee in anyone mud. Anyone who's gone mudding will know. Anyone, anyone who's, who's gone, gone mudding. mudding, yeah. Although at the same time. If I was to play a character against this and mm -hmm. not a bikini elf, uh, the other thing I'd do is I would keep trophies mm -hmm. and like a mud element would be showing up, and I'd be like, "My house is built out of your family," <laughs> because some of them have the consistency of clay, which if you fire it, <laughs> does apply. Does apply. Boom! You've got elemental bricks. <laughs> My house is immune to mud elementals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what is a cataprism? A cataprism. That is one I do not know. So let's go to that one and introduce our listeners to it. Oh, it we like bouncing around these. There's all sorts of elementals. This is yet another quasi-elemental, obviously. Crystalline um, caterpillar, basic description. Oh, well, actually, no. It's a variant of Earth element, not a quasi-elemental. I stand corrected. Ooh. Literal description is just a creature. Uh, this creature looks like a crystalline caterpillar. So it's, they'd be pretty. It's baby Mothra. <laughs> God, I hated the Mothra movies. But so, uh, CR6, but it's got lower HP and an only an AC of 20. So HP is 57. Uh, SR18. Yes, that's where its big win is. It's got spell resistance of 18. Jesus. So uh, against your, your your brute force guys are the ones that are going to make the best dent against this thing. It's easy to shatter crystals when you swing a big hammer at it. Uh, yeah, but your spellcasters are a bit boned. <laughs> so basically you want to make it so it's a room only a caster could get into. Of course. Well, <laughs> I, it, it's what the last caster used to guard his books. I, I wave my hands and I fly over there. Well, you're the only one who can fly, so yeah. Oh, look. Roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know? You never split the party. Crystal breath, crystalline. Yeah, crystalline breath is act. Oh, crystal breath is actually a really neat um ability that can really fuck a group. Oh wow. Yeah, its offensive capabilities are pretty good. Is it hit points do suck? Uh, its spell resist is pretty good, and the three times per day as a standard action. It can spew forth a crystalline silk-like substance in a cone to a range of 20 feet, which instantly solidifies into a rock knife, a rock-like 
rock knife. That's pretty much <laughs> what it is. Because it forms needle-sharp spears of crystal that impale, impale those in the area and do 3d6 piercing damage. DC 17 reflex to half. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's nasty. Super nasty. Now, is it permanent? It, it, it only can do it three times a day. It can only do it three times per day, yes. But if that thing's been living there for a few years and it lines the walls with this shit, that would make the whole dungeon encounter a lot Nastier. more harrowing. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think, like, oh, or uh, I think a good warning sign of these things would be exactly that, right? They've got this thing that looks like a bunch of webbed crystals that are broken from people moving about. Because, you know, basically you're walking through a bunch of icicles that just happen to be oh, rock God. hard and sharp. What would you have to do in an area like this to make that stuff, uh... Basically, it's like a, a mirror for magic, where it refracts it back. Oh, gods. Well, that and the crystalline ability, uh, the crystalline mandibles ability it has, uh, this thing is, a, again, uh, like the troll from earlier, it, this is a offensive brute. Uh, Not a... This is actually, <laughs> surprisingly, the crystalline caterpillar is a glass cannon. <laughs> <laughs> like it's Ooh, it's, it's only somewhat a joke. It's 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 a really apt description. Because you get down the crystalline mandible, uh, yeah, crystalline mandibles and X ability, and the bite attack it has is treated as a touch attack, so it goes against touch attack AC, and ignores any armor bonus. Furthermore, it's considered to have the vorpal special ability, and on a successful critical hit, instantly decapitates the opponent. So it is a glass cannon. It has the ability to do a shit ton of damage if the dice rolls are in its favor, but you can pretty much uh, waffle stomp this. It's only got an intelligence of four, so that's what, the intelligence of a third grader? Uh, yeah, like, fuck. Equivalent to about an IQ of 35 to 45, yeah. Oh my god, a nest of five of these things? Yeah. Oh, a nest yeah. of five? And this is only a CR5. Six. Six? CR6. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's a CR6. So, you know, five of these is a pretty nasty fight, especially because most of the ways that, p that players do AoE revolve magic. Most. And again, this is also another one of those things where if you buddy this up with another creature, uh, it can be devastating, especially if they're like, okay, well, I give it true strike on its next attack. It goes to make a bite. <laughs> Done. Fighter be oh gone. Oh my god. Read that last paragraph. If it feels threatened, its first action is to shoot its crystals, uh, its breath, crystal breath. It then closes to bite or rears up and stabs at it with the first four of its razor sharp legs. A cataprism can eat through one foot of solid stone per minute, mm. leaving a permanent tunnel five feet in diameter. Oh. Holy shit. How big is this? It's a large. I, yeah, I want these to build my dungeon. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Again, this gives... What uh, book is this out of? I don't know. Tomb of Horrors. Tomb oh. of, ooh, the Tomb of Horrors. There's an infinite way of telling your players to eat a dick. That yeah, look at that dungeon thing. is horrible. Like, oh, it's so cute. It looks cute from a far away. But then you realize it's like 10 feet big. It looks oh, cute because it'll be covered in the blood of my uh, fellow adventurers. 
That depends on how recent. Ah, uh, true, true. But there will probably be a lot of red the stuck in the crack. The question I have about that one, though, is I noticed it does not have a trait that most crystalline creatures do have, like the crystalline dragon or crystalline llama or crystalline gnome or crystalline or crystal... Thingy. Well, anything. it has a um, SR-18. It has no special resists beyond the elemental resists. But what if you uh, bring in your Sonic Wizard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sonic is, Sonic is one of the few uh, energy types. Uh, since D&D uh, was revisioned back in 99-2000, that is rare that a creature has a resist to it. Mm-hmm. it it's actually one of the power uh, types to go for. When you craft a... Spellcaster, you go, oh, well, I'm going to give my energy subtype Sonic on practically anything because things that resist Sonic are rare. So, like you were mentioning, you know, don't put yourself into one category too much, but oh, Sonic yeah. is that one category you can get away with a shitload because very little has Sonic resist. Especially the Cataprism. Like shatter. Yeah, at, like Shatter. Uh, and especially some of the bard spells. That's what one of the power spells bards have is that all their abilities are sonic based. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few like lovable things about bards that really bring them into the forefront because uh, it's hard to build a combat bard, to my knowledge. Anyway, well, uh, depends on the system. Depends on the system, but it's really hard to bring um, bring in a bard who's going to be able to stand toe to toe with the fighter or the wizard, especially at later levels. So Sonic was there like number one win ability and it's the equalizer the equalizer and a lot of the crystalline things that they had especially in D&D 3.0 and 3.5 crystalline almost anything that had crystal or fucking made of geodes Mm -hmm. you know would take extra damage or shatter spells would really fuck it up and this doesn't list that which is weird yeah yeah it is it is a valid and very important distinction because oh that thing's made of crystal I'm just gonna Snap! Shatter! Why isn't it fucked? Oh god, oh god, oh god. Yeah, this thing is not obviously fucked by uh, the Sonic ability, and most things that have anything about prisms or crystals and shit like that. It's because crystalline formations are... They're in that weird spot where it's like, if you get the right ones, they're amazingly hard and Mm -hmm. a pain in the ass to deal with. Or they're fragile as shit! True. And it's it's somewhere in between, and you really don't have a way to know. The other thing I want to know about this creature is if you lick your finger and run your hand in a circular pattern around it, will it hum? No, see, that's where you're going to have to lick your finger and then run it along one of its antennae. Oh. Because that'd be just, like, really hilarious to see a bard run up, lick his fingers, and <laughs> start playing music with its antennas and his fingers are all wet. <laughs> you know? That would have to be a very very well tamed one because otherwise that bard is not going to go very far what does your bard ride into battle (laughs) 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 well definitely not a fire worm right (laughs) what's a mitsu a mitsu okay we're looking up another creature here the mitsu what are we at for time we're good we've got like 10 okay so we're gonna do the mitsu oh my god a cr8 Highest we found. Highest we found so far. Just randomly pulling them out of the bag here. DR10 magic, immune to electricity. So we're dealing with uh, air elemental here, I see. 
Yep. Susceptible to cold. Interesting. A miasmal form roils as barbed tentacles emerge from the central mass, coalescing into razor-sharp talons and claws. Uh, this thing... I've seen this hentai. <laughs> you are going to serve Hermaeus Mora. <laughs> I suddenly see myself in a frozen wasteland talking to some guy trying to break into a Dweamer box. <laughs> Alright. Yes, yeah, it, it I looks, do. It, it looks like something, you know, pissed off ghost possessed a bunch of water. It's the it's the most bare bones way to make it sound like any of those images. He has served me well, but I need a new champion. <laughs> uh, the Morog Tongue have no idea I'm Hermaeus Mora. Fuck. <laughs> okay, that's, Hermes. That's, that's, that's what I'm seeing here. <laughs> Alright, so it's got an AC of 22. It's got uh, 92 HP. SR19. Mm-hmm. Again, that's an evil ability. Not very common, but evil. So, Ooh, that's a lot of attacks. Community electricity, elemental traits. Intelligence fourteen. Magic. So this thing is gonna fight smart. Yeah, this is a this is the highest intelligence score we've seen out of elementals today. Yeah, this is um not gonna be easy. So, for perspective, it has four tentacle attacks at plus fourteen to hit. 1d4 plus 1 plus grab. Yes. So that's four different attempts to grapple whatever it wants. And stealth plus 17. It's got a CMD of only uh, 9, but on a grapple it's a plus 13. Um, on a, and its CMD a is 26, which isn't bad. And it can't be tripped. Which makes sense. It's an elemental made of air. Mm-hmm. You can't trip air. It doesn't work. Much as your monk may try. It's not uh, work. Yeah, you can try. You can try. It has really shit. good defensive capabilities. Uh, actually, really phenomenal defensive capabilities for a CR8. Uh, that DR10 uh, slash magic, immune to electricity, elemental traits, and SR19 makes... This thing is going to be a wall, especially against spellcasters. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely against... Yeah. Uh, deadly Embrace... Ah, so it's going to go on Twitter. <laughs> so a Mitsu that pins an opponent completely surrounds that creature and deals 1d2 con damage every round as it siphons away blood, tears, and other vital fluids. Maintaining a pin <laughs> is a free action for a Mitsu and does not gain the grappled condition. I just mentioned Twitter and it sucks away your tears. <laughs> <laughs> so this thing's like an air elemental mixed with a vampire and a ghost. Basically, and uh, the gases thing is really fucking great because if your group, you know, does decide to nope the fuck out of the dungeon, it can pass through small holes, even cracks without reducing its speed. So you go running down the hall, you slam the door closed, and here it comes right through the keyhole at the same speed it was going before. Completely unfazed. Completely unfazed. That's actually pretty fucking brute for something that's going to be chasing the group. Yeah, and... This is definitely sort of... This is one of those things... Like It it reads as a predator. It is. It is. It is. And it's smart. So, like, it will... 
I can see these things inhabiting like temples and dungeons because they make great feeding grounds. Well, actually, they'll say that in the paragraph down under ecology. See? See? <laughs> I was spitballing and I got it right. Yep. So, and the reason I say this is because once they learn the lay of their environment, oh, hey, there's this cute little crack that'll connect this way, and they're going to have to go all the way around. Oh, God, no, no, no. Is Hermaeus Bora, Mora, 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 Hermaeus Mora here. These deadly outsiders can actually be intriguing sources of information. <laughs> I'll give you the squirrel if you give me the, the information I need. You give me the scroll. <laughs> and I'll give you a Falmer. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, because they hang out in, like, um, the lost corridors of civili uh, ancient civilizations and libraries and shit. Although, I mean, like, if I was using this as a creature as a um, monster in a dungeon or something like that, it definitely would be one of those, I want to scare the players enough to make them run. Yeah, this, this is this, this is a horror monster. This is definitely a horror monster. And it's only out of bestiary too, so it's it's lumped in with a bunch of other not so super scary. Yep, true that. But what I can and it you know, it makes a note here, nefarious creatures such as Rakshaza and evil cloud giants often utilize them as trackers and assassins, or sometimes employ them as guards in forgotten corridors of their lairs. Which is exactly the sort of thing that I would see anyone doing. Mm-hmm. Right? These guys are stealthy, they're smart enough to track, and actually aggressive enough to do it, rather than, you know, oh, I'm smart enough to track, but I have no real reason. They're smart enough to do it effectively. To yeah. do it effectively, and they are hungry. They do it for food. And they can move around like a fart in the wind. Yeah. They, they technically are a fart in the wind with tentacle attacks. Yeah. It's like, you know, Taco Bell, if it grabbed you by the neck and slammed your face up against the window. Oh, hey, there's a 20% mischance on ranged weapons. Scroll up a teeny. Yeah, you guys missed that. We got kind of off track, but it has wind, wind defense. defense. <laughs> Automatically defects non-magical projectiles. All other ranged weapons, including throwing weapons, have a 20% mischance. And only weapons of significant size, such as boulders... Siege engine projectiles and other massive ranged weapons are not affected. That's just inertia. Size matters. <laughs> so then my question is, with my occultist I had, where instead of firing actual bullets, I fired magical juju, and every one of my shots was considered sonic. This would be an interesting Automatically matchup. deflect non-magical projectiles. Yeah. All other raised weapons, including magical projectiles, have a 20% mischance. Oh, I'm just saying the sonic part. The sonic part means you're probably going to do respectable damage to it, but it's yeah. going to be... It's not going to do much if it just whips it to the side. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's like... It's kind of hard to damage something when you have a chance to miss it, and mm -hmm. you do miss it. Yeah. Like, a 1 in 5 chance to miss with any ranged projectile... Because realistically, unless you're boating around with a Minotaur, a Goliath, and a couple of other very large things that like to throw big rocks, the likelihood is pretty good you're going to suffer that one in five chance that your shot goes wide. Of course, of course, you could haggle with one of those flame trolls mm. 
and launched a flame troll at it with a trebuchet. Yeah. Or someone with a high enough strength score. Or no. well, trebuchet, siege weapons. Siege weapons are yes. not affected by that ability. So if you launch a troll at it, you will hit it. If you make your target number, you beat its AC. You hit it with a trebuchet. You're just firing trolls at it. Although you have to do some really interesting finagling to try and one accomplish that, and two make it sturdy enough to last long enough to throw the damn thing. No, no, no. Trebuchets are made to, to throw heavy shit. On fire? Yeah. Okay. They would light a lot of... They would make special jars and containers full of oil and such, light it on fire, launch it. Because the only part of it that's actually touching the fire bit is the sling bag, and they could replace those relatively quickly. Yeah, so... you, Yeah. Launching flaming bales of hay at people was a very valid tactic. As well as disease like, We're out of fucking clay pots. We'll... Get the hay bales. Yeah. Horses will go hungry, but they, they're going to suffer. The well, you have a better chance on the outside of going and foraging than the people stuck inside a flaming town. True. Yup. Alright, All right. well, I bet that's going to be us on the elemental stuff. We hope that we've introduced you to some interesting creatures and give you some ideas. There is a... There's a pretty good a lot of them. Yeah. And there's all sorts of subdivisions, like all your base element, uh, elementals, fire, water, earth, air, lightning. There, there's fucking, there's more there. There's like, there's like positive energy elementals, there's sonic energy elementals, there's a gravity elemental in there. There's tons and tons and tons. And we've only touched on the very top basic ones. Yeah. So there's a lot more to elementals. And I think their use in the world is, depending on the type, if they are bound, why they are bound, and how they are bound, are going to be the determining factors in really encountering them outside of their natural habitats, which is typically their native plains. Well, my final thoughts is never fear switching it up a little bit, especially if you're writing, uh, running a pre-written dungeon and you know your group is going to have no problem waffle stomping a fire elemental that's scripted to show up on page 73, feel free to swap it out for an air elemental or an elemental from one of the other books that just happened to grab your attention. You're like, oh, a crystalline elemental? Fuck it. Swap them out if it makes your engagement with the players a lot better and the game more memorable. Because, well, most elementals, you can do that. You can plug and play and make the game a lot more challenging or interesting. It's your choice. You're the GM. You have fun with it. I think, yeah, I think because of their just, oh, well, this elemental is about the same CR as that elemental, just whip. I think that gives them a lot of uh, variety, and that's that's the best tool a GM can have is variety. Oh, I just thought something cool for my final thought. Doing that whole swap out thing could totally make it like a gang of lower level uh, elementals than the one that's supposed to be there. To be like, yeah, they took out that elemental and took over its territory. Yeah. That's why this fire dungeon all of a sudden has a bunch of water elementals inside it because they're trying to take it over. Yeah. That's that's a whole thing. Like uh, elemental war, just have like four different corners spewing out elementals and all meeting in the center like a big mosh pit of death. It's doable. Crazy. Alright, Game Goblin, going back to my crypt. 
Kazer can back to these guys. Darth Blasphemous signing off. So explain to me again how a fail elemental works.